up guys and welcome back to another episode of the First Serpent Audio Installment. This is episode 4 of season 2 and it's right now it is Tuesday morning. Um, I had some guests on the podcast yesterday, wasn't able to get edited and posted yesterday but this is kind of going to be a cool episode because we're going to talk about Daytona a little and then we have two listeners that wanted to talk about it, share their thoughts so they're going to come on later but yeah, this Daytona 500 looked very similar to the last few. Big big wrecks late and an upset winner last year. We saw rookie Michael McDowell's first career win two years ago. And now Stenhouse gets his third win. So only five wins among the last three Daytona 500 winners. So these things are kind of turning into chaos and they feel harder than ever to win. There's really no parity. I mean... There wasn't really a third lane, so it's, I think what came into play and was the biggest role in determining this race was the Rex, obviously, who made it through those, and the pit cycles, because Kyle Busch and Austin Dillon, they were not, I think they were maybe 13th and 14th, and then they had that good pit stop, they came out and they got a huge run, and got towards the front, and then you saw some guys that were pretty close to the front be way in the back and then the caution came out ben came out and benefited some they were all on different field there was a ton of factors in play that kind of determined that starting lineup towards the end which obviously there was a ton of wrecks but the guys who were up front after that like Stenhouse of course were the ones that were in contention to win so I honestly thought the RFK cars were the ones to beat. Fords just still seem to have a huge advantage when it comes to pushing and taking a push. They can just kind of lock bumpers and they can even push through the corners a little bit. The Toyotas can't, are like the opposite. They can't take a push and they can't push. So it's like the Chevys, I would say, is like a happy medium. They seem to be okay, but the Fords are definitely really strong and they just always seem to stick together and have another Ford behind them but Ford didn't get done Stenhouse single car team there at the end right place right time made a really good move and yeah beat uh beat Logano to the caution line I think I really wish it had gone to the checkered it was kind of shaping up to be a three wide battle or four there were just cars everywhere and Everyone had support behind them. There was the inside line with Stenhouse, who he was going to keep getting a good push. Logano was kind of in the middle alone, but Larson was behind him with a big run. And then Bush, Bubba Wallace, and even Travis Pastrana were up there trying to make it three wide and get around them on the outside. It's too bad it couldn't finish like that. I mean, what can you expect? It's Daytona, just chaos. But overall, I thought it was a good race. This package is definitely not ideal. I mean, it could use some work, but you'll end up trying to fix it, and then there will just be other problems. There's just, there's, you can never have every package perfect, every race perfect, so it's kind of what we got right now. But I do wish that the cars could go three wide without getting stalled out. It would make it so. I think that would, I think the reason the cream isn't rising to the crop as much, like with Hamlin. Blaney, I mean Blaney's running well, but Hamlin and some other guys um, is because you can't go three wide, so you can't be as creative as you used to be. You kind of have to ride and just pick off a spot here and there, and once you get back, track positions are really important. So yeah, Jimmy Johnson had a really good run. I mean, he ended, he didn't finish too good, but he was up there the whole time. It was insane that he was able to run that good. Um, but you would think that plate racing, since you're kind of just foot to the floor the whole time, that a lot of it is just decision making, and he he's notorious for being so good at that. And I wasn't, I, it was just cool to see. I wasn't shocked, but it was still awesome to see him running up front and he being in contention to win, and just being competitive in general. It really makes me curious to see how he does on road courses, because he's going to Chicago and. Yeah, I'm sure he's going to do a mile and a half as well. RCR fell short again. I mean, they had a two really good starts to their season. I think Austin was committed to Kyle there and was definitely going to try to push him to the lead. It was looking like a one-two finish, and then they both got caught up in wrecks. 
Uh, the Hendrick cars did not link up together too much. I mean, they had speed, obviously, in qualifying. It seems to be the case every single year. Qualify good, and then they're just kind of non-existent in the, uh, the actual race. Byron seems to be able to stick to the front a lot, but he's just he's just unlucky, you know. He gets caught up in wrecks. It's too bad, but he was there at the end, and then of course got caught up in one. Penske weren't as strong as I thought they would be. I mean, in general, there was just a lot of comers and goers. The only cars that I thought were consistent were RFK and Logano. I think I talk about this a little bit later with one of the guests that come on. So I'll save it for that, but the Toyota's low on numbers as usual, and they were linked together at one point, but it kind of got split up after the pit stops. And then, yeah, Ricky Stenhouse is in the right place, right in the front, gets a win, locks himself into the playoffs. That's going to shake things up, and he had some strong runs last year, so I'm curious to see what happens with that. All right, so before I talk, too much about Daytona uh, I get into it a lot with the guests so we'll just get right into that so the first guest is going to be Ace Wilcox uh, he brought some interesting perspectives about Daytona and the finish and stuff so it was nice to talk to him so yeah here he is hello thanks for coming on man anytime so what did you think of the 500 I thought it was good I thought it was really good uh one thing I would change is the ending. Um, finding out who the winner is by who was in the lead at the caution. I would say, why not just restart whoever is still on the field and do as many green-white checkered attempts until someone crosses the checkered flag? Yep. Because this is the Daytona 500. Someone's going to want to say they won the Daytona 500, not I won on a caution. Yeah, that's a good point because if you're going to do it the way we do it already, you might as well put it back to the old rule where it ends under caution, even if there's a few laps to go. Exactly. Well, didn't they say like, um, well, I don't know if they said they're going to do that, but I heard uh, Xfinity or truck is getting rid of stages. So... I'm I know they're getting rid of stages in the road courses for cup, but I have to look that up about the, I can look that up now. I was on the edge of my seat. I was like, come on, come on. And then like literally by a quarter of an inch of a fender, the dude won the, the 500. And I'm like, that's cool. But they call it's the great American race. It's not like a, 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 uh, a quarter mile race or something. This is the 500. You're you're gonna want to see the checkered flag wave in front in front of you. Yeah, definitely. Like uh, like bring back the have at it boys or something. Yeah. <laughs> and the one thing I would change though is I mean, Fox. They only interviewed like two people, and then that was it. Like they're why not like bring back the full amount of post race interviews, like the people who survived the wreck those who were in the wreck, because you know, like, tensions after those last few laps, last 20 laps or something, they were high. So to be able to, I mean, to hear what they were thinking and, you know, like, interview uh, interview Stenhouse, interview uh, Alex Bowman, you know, just the, the ones who were there at the end and, and then go and see if you can interview the people who are involved in the other wrecks, like Larson and, and Austin, you know what I mean? Yeah, and there were so much, there were so many guys who were in contention to win that you could have interviewed a dozen, and they all had a shot there. At the exactly, but to cut it short for news or something, like come on, NASCAR fans wait like three months for this. Mm -hmm. Like imagine if they cut short the Super Bowl. Yeah, right. There was no post race. It, it, the, the, I mean, the, the NFL fans would riot. I mean, this is our Super Bowl. Yep. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah, there's and, a lot um, of commercials, too. And if you get a chance, I don't know where it's at, but uh, there's a photo. Kyle Busch is racing the number eight, uh, his backup car. There's a picture going around. If you look at the eight on the car that he raced for the 500, 
you can it's it's a uh it's an austin dillon car yeah they left the three on it right yeah you saw that yeah that's really cool how they did that i was like dude holy cow because like I, I figured like that right now they don't have that many backup cars or they do or probably are just like in a hurry to get a car for the 500 you know yeah yeah there it must have been one of those cars that's just black and that has the free sticker underneath so they wrapped mm -hmm. it that someone was i i uh, I'm, i mean i'm not a i'm not a kyle bush fan or anything but he does he does some great stuff with fans and organizations off the track but there was someone on on a, on one of those posters saying, "Yeah, they're finally showing the number he should have." I'm like, "No, no, let's not get ahead of ourselves." Yeah, <laughs> he has two victory, he has two championships and 53 victories. Okay, not seven and uh, 78. Yeah, he, that's my favorite driver, Kyle Busch. I I actually like uh, um, what's it called? I actually got to meet him at Talladega. Uh, my 43rd birthday, the Talladega race fell on my 43rd birthday. And, you know, I don't. Had, when was the last time you, the last race you've been to? I was at Bristol in October, okay, September, did, the end of September. Did you have a pit pass or anything? No, I didn't. Because uh, at, the, at, at, at the Talladega in Michigan, they did this thing called the red carpet where, like, before driver introductions, drivers would walk along, and if you have a pit pass or something like that, you'd be able to stand along this uh, the red carpet. And if drivers aren't in a hurry, they'll come and uh, take a picture or sign it. And I, I've, I and the first time I got a chance to meet Kyle Busch, he was kind of a. And I hope it's okay to say this on your that on your podcast. I don't know if there's like, but uh. But aside from that, like, yes, he's a great racer, but his attitude could use a major adjustment. Um, but this time he was actually, it's like the sun shined through his cloudy day and he was stopping for every single fan along the red carpet. And I'm like, okay, who is that? And what they do with Kyle? <laughs> was this recent? Uh, this past October. Oh, really? yeah. He, he's been acting a, like different in the last year probably because of all the sponsorship issues and everything and you know richard childress isn't gonna put up with babyness yeah that's true too i mean he took off his watch to beat to, to punch him after the kevin harvick incident deal <laughs> but uh but yeah so the 500 i thought was great mother nature did not uh uh, uh did not cut it short or anything there was major forecast a friend of mine was in turn four and he said the sun only shined a little bit. I loved how they did the uh, the driver start your engines with all the legends and everything. Yeah, that was. Uh, but the like the one and, and the one thing I would also change is: Do you remember, like, how long have you been a NASCAR fan for? If I may ask. Um, I the first race I watched was Daytona of twenty twenty. Okay, so um, relatively new. Okay, oh, there's nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. Uh. But they, they used to, like, if, if there was an accident or a wreck, they would cut the commercial within a second to go go back to the action. They didn't yeah. do what they did yesterday when there was, uh, like, six, seven cars in a wreck and let the commercial go through to the end. They, they cut right – they cut the commercial in half to go back to the action. I wish they would go back to doing that. Yeah, I think they even did that last year. I think I remember being mid-commercial and – it's side by side, and then there was a wreck. And maybe it was NBC. That's what what I'm thinking. Of. I, I think both of them have done that too. But it's like like um, like it would be full screen commercial. Something happens, they automatically took you back to the to the wreck or something like that. And they had NASCAR race day, which was which they did here on uh, on Fox. But then there was victory lane afterwards with uh with uh with with the fox guys with with daryl waltrip and mike joy and everything and but now it's like okay two or three drivers all right we'll see you next week in uh, california i'm like uh no yeah. no yeah. um no this says this is a five-hour broadcast you just cut it in half yeah and and it's too bad they don't have a deal with peacock like how he does you can go over there and watch the post this show Oh yeah, yeah. Like and, and actually NBC has Victory Lane uh with uh Kyle Petty and uh, I think uh 
Chris Devota or something like that. Brad Doherty, yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah. So if they, if Fox did that, that I mean, because after you're on the edge of your seat and your adrenaline is up, watching your screen, like you're about to throw the TV, depending on what's going on or something like that. And I was like, all right, we'll see you guys next week. What? Yeah. Did you I'm have sorry, a question? Hello, wait, hold on. <laughs> Did you have a pick going into this race, or were you just? I I was rooting for the Hendrick boys because, like, I know they they have a history of uh, 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 Alex Bowman. This is his sixth time running in the front row in a row. Um, like they were they were strong. Like they made it back up to the front almost all day. And Kyle Larson, who's not really a super speedway driver. He was in contention too at the end. If it wasn't, if he didn't get uh, loose from the bump in the back at the end, yeah, yeah, and, and, um, up, he was going up the middle. And and Austin Dillon, he, I mean, he was on the outside doing the Kyle doing Kyle Larson's wall job. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I'm like, imagine if he was doing that, and you see Eric Almarola in front of Austin. It would have been a repeat of 2018 or something oh, like yeah. that. Holy drove through him. And then 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 you see the restart and there's like half the field is gone. So I'm like so for them to not let them go to the checkered flag with I mean you you made it past the two different big ones. So I know I me personally if I was a driver I'd be like I want to see that checkered flag not a yellow flag. Yeah, well they say that they try if they see like a vicious hit they'll throw the caution in. I mean, oh, yeah, if it, they could have. If, it, if it's blocking the track or something, yeah, they'll they'll do it that way. But like you know, I mean, at least if there is someone, they can they can clean it like a, you know, go onto the infield or something like that. But I I totally understand where that's coming from. But if you've been racing, if you've been stuck in the car for three and a half hours and your 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 foot is on the gas, and you it, and you're in the Daytona 500, that's I mean the checkered flag is like we are <clears throat> i always said that uh nascar is like a church the sermon starts when the pastor says gentlemen start your engines people get baptized by pieces of goodyear tire along the fence and heaven is a checkered flag <laughs> that's funny that <laughs> i've been a i've been a fan of nascar since 2000 so like there's like only two Two sports I really watch: Michigan football or NASCAR. That's it. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> I live, I live in a state where our team has never made the the Super Bowl. So I'm like, I'm gonna go with the Wolverines and NASCAR because at least Michigan has a trophy case full of trophies, and NASCAR, uh, my driver's got a 99% chance of winning. Yeah, and you need two balls to play. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a specific driver you pull for now? Um, well, I, I like I said, I, I, I um, majority majority root for all Hendrick drivers, all like Chevy drivers, uh, like any anyone. Like like I was saying, I'm not really a Kyle Busch fan. Like he he's a great he does he does drive great, but when he, when someone races him the way he races them. And he he complains about it. That's where I'm like, kind of like, okay, that's a double standard, right? That's kind of hypocrite right there. So, like, he does. He is a great driver, but I I'm I just like someone who races someone hard and says, oh, it's okay. But when someone races them the same way that they he raced them and says, oh, he can't do that. I'm like, uh, wait, hold on. Do you not remember Las Vegas or, or you know, or, or or Phoenix or? Even the truck series where you literally spun someone out and could have killed you and them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, like, no offense to him. I think he's a great driver. But he's he's, he's just, like, he, he thinks his poop don't stink majority of the time. And that's the, that's why I root for Kurt over Kyle any day. Yeah. So, oh, yeah, pretty sure. much, like, like, Hendrick Motorsports, Richard Childress, uh, Track House Racing, and, Martin Truex, you know, there's a whole, like, I could go through a whole list, but uh, just, you know, have a, have a personality, have a sense of humor, don't be a complete tool, and 
And if you're going to race someone hard, don't be surprised if they race you the same way that you raced them. Because he even said, remember when uh, Kyle Larson tried to do the slide job on him? Yeah, and, at Chicago. Yeah, and he said, if you don't like that kind of racing, don't even watch. Yeah. So, but someone races him the same that same way, and then he has a problem with it. Well, if Larson had hit him into the fence and won, I'm sure he would have been mad. But then he retaliated and got the win. So, yeah, yeah. Well, it was a slide job, and those slide jobs are like a, like a slingshot. You never know what the outcome's going to be. Like yeah. when when yeah. Ka- when Carl Edwards did it to Jimmy Johnson. Yeah, and went into the fence. Yeah, and st- but still won. Yeah. But so I understand that, but I mean, he, 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 but, sir, but the thing is, just like if you're gonna say, okay, so it's, it's just hard racing, it's short track racing, but then someone does it the exact same way that you did two, one or two or three weeks beforehand, and you say, oh, that, no, that we can't have that. Like Bubba Wallace and Denny Hamlin, they spent a week advertising for more safety with these new cars because of how hard it hurts to hit because Alex Bowman and Kurt Busch were out of the race, out of the season last year for like, uh, Kurt Busch stepped away. Alex Bowman was done for a month, but then Bubba Wallace intentionally spins Kyle Larson out, walks across the track when cars are going around. Yeah. Where's, where, where, where's the advocacy for safety there? And then Hamlin was quiet after that. Exactly. I'm like, hello. Um, wasn't this what you were talking about all last week? Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, don't be a hypocrite. That's all I you know, like. You know, I've, I've, I, I used to not be a Jeff Gordon fan, but I, you know, he grew up. He started like I started reading up on him, and so I gained respect for him. Kyle, oh. Kyle Busch, he's a fifty-fifty. <laughs> What are you thinking about Auto Club coming up last race on the two mile? Auto Club? Yeah, like, uh, they're destroying it again. Yeah, they're they're saying that they're gonna tear it down, and it's kind of up in the air what they're gonna do with it. But there's definitely not gonna be a race there next year, and they think that it's gonna be a half mile Martinsville Bristol hybrid. Oh, you mean you mean like the, like so they're they because I remember they squashed those plans, but they're going they're gonna go through with turning it into a half mile. It's still they're still skeptical on it, but they're kind of telling the media that's the plan. They just don't have a set in stone date and everything. So who re- really knows what's gonna happen? Well, I just I, as long as like because I heard that one of the plans is keeping the front grandstands and then just taking uh the back straightaway out and just turning it into like a thumbtack or something like that kind of like kind of like a new hampshire or something or a or a richmond oh really i mean because because if you look at the auto club speedway auto club speedway and michigan are brother sister tracks they're almost they're shaped the same way like like talladega and daytona only talladega is wider so if you look at auto club speedways grandstands it's that's one mile right there of 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 racetrack so what i mean are they would they tear down i'd say keep that and just turn it into like a a richmond or an uh or a a new hampshire or something because or you know because like one turn is really steep and then you go around and it's like majorly wide kind of like almost like darlington but not not quite you know what i mean yeah yeah, they could take like a quarter mile of grandstand out and kind of angle it so it goes around the turns, and then they would have a half mile of just straight on the front stretch, and that would all be stands, and then you could sit in the turns as well, like New Hampshire. Yeah, and like and like how how uh, Richmond is like there's that grandstand that's almost like a uh, a stretched out triangle, and yeah. then it's like steep ter- steep turns on uh, one and two and or. Three and four, it's like you got to hit the brakes or else you're gonna just ruin yourself. Yeah. So I think as long as they, as long as they're smart, because the short track racings are fun, but let's just not make it impossible. Yeah. Especially with 38 cars on the track, you know. Yeah. So, and but one thing also, I'm I'm kind of disappointed because they, there's, the 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 next night race track. 
is in August. There's no night races until until uh, playoff season. Neither even the Atlanta one of the Atlanta races is they didn't give a night race too. Uh, hang on, the, let me see Atlanta. I was hoping one of those would be a night race. That'd be fun. Atlanta is March nineteenth at three p.m. And uh, I mean, there's well, I mean Bristol is seven p.m. Yeah, Bristol is seven p.m. Okay, okay, I take that back. Bristol seven p.m. on uh, April 9th. and then go all the way to May is North Wilkesboro. That's the All Star Race. Yeah, six o'clock. Oh, take that back a little bit, because yeah, because North Wilkesboro is eight o'clock. The following week is the Coca Cola Six Hundred at Charlotte. That'll go into the night, sure. Yeah, and then Nashville Super Speedway is and okay, so there are a few. I take that back. I they must have changed their mind out. And Atlanta in July 9th is seven p.m. Oh, that's yeah. Those are some good night races. Okay, okay. Then they that. Hello. About, Hello. I lost you for a second. It's it's it, it's it's the reception. <laughs> no problem. Oh my gosh! But uh, this year I'll be going to Michigan and Talladega, and then who knows after that. But I always try to make it because I'm I'm in Michigan. I'm uh, an hour away from the track. Nice. And like like many NASCAR fans. No matter what's going on in life, no matter what kind of stress I might be going through, I feel right at home and completely at peace when I'm at the racetrack. That's awesome. You're surrounded by thousands of fellow NASCAR family members. <laughs> True. And unlike the NFL, where if you have a you dislike a team, some and NASCAR, no one's gonna be like beating you up or anything. You're just gonna have a playful. Uh, uh, rivalry with each yeah. other, and you know, here, have a hot dog, have a beer. So, uh, what's that you were saying about Ryan Newman? You know, just like that's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. All right, but I gotta take off, but I'm glad I was able to join you. If you ever have another uh podcast, let me know, I'll be happy to join. All right, thank you for coming on. Anytime, you have a good one. See you later. All right, guys, that was Ace. I hope you enjoyed listening to what he had to say and now this next guest is going to be mikey page um he was at daytona for the whole week wasn't able to go to the 500 unfortunately but he saw arca xfinity and trucks and he talks all about that and he also talks about what it was like going to daytona as a kid because he actually grew up right near the track so yeah i hope you guys like this and then i'll see you after this for the first offense move of the race the underdog of the race and then we'll go over the fantasy league standings and yeah that'll be it we'll do a quick auto club preview and that's it hello what's going on my man nothing how are you good good afternoon nice to finally talk to you i know we've uh, texted quite a few times yeah yeah you sent me some good videos for the fan recorded ones yeah man i appreciate that always a fun time going to nascar track yeah yeah you were at daytona right all four races uh, so I didn't stay for the 500, but I was for, um, you know, qualifying duels and the Xfinity and ARCA race on Saturday. Yeah. Which race do you think was the best out of that one? Obviously the truck race, that one, that was tough, got rained out, but. Truck race was awesome. Love to see it. But, um, the end of the Xfinity race was epic. You know, the, the stance went wild and it was, it was a fun time. It's always a fun time going to Daytona. Yeah, car ended up on its roof. And that was from the back straightaway, right? So were you kind of far away from that? Yeah. So um, I was like kind of third story. It was 334 was my section. So right before the start-finish line, coming off turn four on that little straightaway between four and the um, start-finish line. But at the time, it was like slow motion, and it seemed like this guy was glowing from, you know, the whole back straightaway was crazy. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, there. You must have thought it was a fire because there were sparks for that lasted probably what two hundred yards or something nuts like that. A good amount, yeah. And you never want to cheer when someone crashes because you want you're worried about their safety and everything. But yeah. it it was cool to see at the same time. 
Yeah, I thought I picked Austin Hill to win that race. I he had that good move at the end up the middle, and I was glad he won. But that was a crazy wreck. Yeah, fun time. Yep. So, um, would were you thinking about Auto Club next week? Last race there. Um, oh, I, put it, turning it to a half mile. They're saying. I didn't know that it was going to be the last race. I did hear something about it was going shorter, but I didn't know it's the last one race there. I think it's going to be good. I think all the racing this year is going to be really good. Yeah, Auto Club was one of my favorite races last year. So good with the multiple grooves and everything. The package we have works good there. Yeah, that's always a good time. I grew up going to Daytona, so that's my, you know, favorite track. I remember going there as little as, you know, 11, 12 years old and all the way through. Um, I live pretty much dead center between Daytona and Miami. Yeah. So we kind of stay to those two tracks, but I think this year we're going to venture off the more. And that was one of the ones on the list that I wanted to go to, but I didn't know they were changing it. So Bristol Dirt's probably going to be one of my top contenders. Yeah, I went to Bristol the the night race in September last year. That was a good race. It's just it's so cool down there. The area, it's like in between mountains. Have you ever been? No. So I've only left Florida one time, and it was when I was a kid. I went to the middle of Alabama, like around Talladega. I didn't yeah. go to the race there, but that's the only time I've left Florida. So wow. the only track I really went to growing up was Daytona, but um, we went to Miami Homestead this past year and oh, when Larson. that was a great time yeah when larson that's, that's the video i sent you had that video so you sent me of him doing a burnout yeah it was it was good it was a fun time it was different though i'm, I'm so used to like i said i grew up going to daytona so i was so used to like you get those 30 seconds of like you can talk to someone next to you you know oh, yeah that's right the 40 cars fly by you and then you can talk yeah, Homestead Miami was not like that. It was loud. It was cool, but it was loud. Yeah, Bristol is just constant, like ringing in your ear if you're not wearing the headphones, because it's just yeah. the car. The farthest car will be just as loud as the closest one. At That's Daytona. crazy. Yeah, and then so if you've been going for that long, you must have seen some pretty crazy finishes. What's like the most memorable one? Um, so my dad worked for Budweiser growing up. So we always went to the shootouts every year Yeah. and I was there for Joey Logano's first race, which was pretty cool. Cause that's my wife's favorite driver. So just being able to say that's pretty awesome. Yeah. And I remember, you know, a bunch of like, that's when Dale jr. Was at his peak. So I'm, he won quite a few when I was there. So when, um, did you see it? What's like a, 500 winner that you saw like were you at the trevor bain one or um i think i was at uh denny or denny hamlin was one of the ones i was at but mainly we would go for shootouts and then we would go for the pepsi 400 when it was pepsi 400 in uh july when it was in july too before they changed everything so back in the day we used to i live in south florida we used to be able to go to the first race of the year and the last race of the year did you um? Did you were you at the two thousand one, um, July race when Dale Junior won it? Um, if that's the one that had the five hour rain delay, then yes. I, I was so young. I'm only thirty now, so I was so young at the time that I don't remember dates like that. Mm-hmm. But I was at. I remember, you know, very clearly. I was at one Pepsi four hundred. It was four or five hour rain delay, and then. Um, I don't remember who won, but I remember we left like 20 laps early. So I had to see the fireworks in the car as we were leaving. I when we got on I-95. Yeah. So it's like, all right. So we went to the the Coke Zero 400 this past year. And I'm like, we're not leaving this time. We got rained out. We were there for like 10 hours and eight hours of it was rain. We were just sitting on the benches, you know, third story of Daytona International Speedway. Yeah. Well, would so, you of uh, yesterday's 500? I think it was awesome. I think Suarez messed up both of Kyle Busch's wins this past week at Daytona. Yeah. I think Kyle Busch had it in the bag, and he has something to prove. I'm not the biggest fan. My oldest son is. I have four kids. My oldest son's a huge Kyle Busch fan, and I think he had it. Like I said, we weren't able to go to the 500 because it was sold out by the time we got tickets. 
Yep. But we were all jumping up and down when that happened. Two laps to go. Kyle Busch is in the front, and then Suarez wrecks. Yeah, Kyle's my guy. Yeah, so that was tough. He's got something to prove this year, man. I, I think he's going to do some good stuff. Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, the RCR cars have been solid. They were two, three at the clash, and then looked like they were going to go home, one and two. And you would think Austin was committed to Kyle and wasn't going to leave him. I think he was so committed. I think that wreck wasn't accidental. The the Suarez spin. No, I think when uh, the when they had to restart. And oh yeah, when Dylan when wrecked on the backstretch. Yeah. I don't think that was an accident. You know. What do you think happened? I think he accidentally, or he not accidentally. I think he wrecked to try to get Bush one last try at two laps. Oh yeah, because he Bush was kind of. Far they, back, yeah. yeah. They they dropped the ball on that restart. They should have started uh, inside line one and two. Yeah, I think they should have started one and two, or just started outside and the inside and just held the lines there because you could kind. There wasn't really a third line forming that much, so if they had just blocked the entire track and then waited till the end, and um, Austin could have held back and let Kyle in front of him and then given him a push. It might have been better, but yeah, they just once they uh once they lost the momentum in the bottom line and then Kyle backed way up to try to get the push and then got loose. That was it for them. I agree with you, yeah. And then I think the only thing that could have saved them was wrecking. Yeah. So I think that's what happened. Because you don't see too much of a push onto Dylan on that backstretch. Yeah. But you see him go so, sideways. And I think when Suarez got turned you almost wonder like if the guys that are back in like 20th know they can't win from there so they just start racing so aggressive and reckless that they like don't care if a caution comes out because it's going to give them a shot if the field gets jumbled back up so who knows what happened with that too yeah which is pretty much what happened because on that restart it was well on the second restart um bubble wall is Kyle Busch, all the big names got wrecked. Yeah. But Stenhouse winning is definitely going to shake up the playoffs. Yeah, for him, I'm like very happy for him because you know, what's it, 11, 12 seasons, and he, this is his third win? Yeah, he's got three now. Daytona twice, and then I think Talladega is the other one. So you always got to go for the underdog because that's just cool. Yeah, he's like one of the most popular guys. All the drivers seem to love him. Like I saw a lot of people posting on Twitter, like Larson and Bell, because they're the dirt guys saying they were happy for him. Yeah, well, yeah, and he shouted them out when he won. Yeah, and then yeah. I saw on Instagram he went to a Waffle House, which is okay. like a Noah Graxon move. Yeah, with the trophy, that was funny. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah, he was pretty good last year, too, so who knows if he can run decent in the playoffs. And I mean, if he made it through the round of 16, that would probably be huge for that team. But Yeah, would... I agree. And Larson was looking really good. I don't know what he did going middle lane and just getting split and shot out. Yeah, yeah, Larson, he all, he's always getting in wrecks at the super speedways, but he's seems like he's gotten a little bit better at them and he's at least able to make it to the end but still gets in a wreck yeah and at not super speedways like when i saw him win in homestead miami he dominated he was almost a lap above the whole field yeah i saw i saw a i forget what it was but it someone calculated if the race like the entire race was green or the final stage was green and there wasn't any cautions i think he would have like lapped the field twice, maybe because he was so much faster than everybody. Yeah, it looked like from the grandstands, it looked like he was, you know, half inch from the wall the whole time. Yeah, you probably couldn't even tell that he wasn't hitting it from there. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, it looked like he was going to wreck it any second. Yep. Yeah, that was impressive to watch. Did you go to the Xfinity race of that too, or just a cup? No, we were going to, but um, unfortunately, my wife had to work. So, like she said, we could have gone, but I have four kids. So, it's like I would have had to find a babysitter for my youngest, my daughter, mm-hmm. who's not into racing yet. Yeah. But the boys are definitely like huge into it. They all have 
you know, all of the um, 22 ignition or 21 ignition on their PS5s or their Xbox. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. I was just racing that Daytona earlier. That's cool. Yeah. That must be fun to bring all them. To the oh, tri- it's the best part about it. I had them young. I'm only 30 and I have four kids. My youngest is six. So yeah. I had my first one two weeks after I turned 19. So I took a break from NASCAR for a good 10 years. So last year we went to Daytona because my dad has a timeshare there. Like I said, we always went when I was growing up and we went to qualifying and they just got into it. And I'm like, yes, a sport that I like to watch on Sunday. That's good. So they just loved it right away. Yeah. Yeah. So we went to the two races following that. That was the Daytona in August, the 400, and then the Dixie 400 in Homestead, Miami. And then we ended up there this past weekend uh, at Daytona again. That's awesome. Now you're going to try to venture out, see some other, go to some other tracks. I want to. Yeah. Yeah. I think um, the closest to us are Talladega, Atlanta, and Darlington. Is that in South Carolina, right? Yeah, yeah, it's like two hours from Charlotte, I think. Yeah, so those are the closest that we would be able to drive up to. So I think those are one of the ones that we're going to see this year besides the Florida race. Yeah, I want to try to go to some new tracks. I've been to New Hampshire, Texas. I live in Massachusetts, so the closest tracks are New Hampshire, Pocono. And they're Um, still pretty far, like three and a half, four hours for New Hampshire, I think. And then, yeah, Bristol's the other one. But my brother was in the Air Force, and he was living in Texas, so he flew out there and went to the All-Star Race in 2021 with him. Oh, I bet that would be cool. Yeah, that was fun. Yep. My wife's from Rochester, New York, so one of the ones we want to go to is Walking Glens as well. My youngest son likes road courses, so that's just a win-win there. Yeah. Yeah, Watkins Glen is way up in the middle of nowhere. I'm not sure... Is Rochester, like, A little that? bit northwest of there. I want to say, like, probably three, four hours. Yeah. I don't know exactly, just from what I've looked at on maps. That's probably pretty close to uh, Pocono, too, because Pocono, I think, is... I think it's in New York, too. I'm not positive. It might be in Virginia I'd ha- or Pennsylvania. I'd have to look at a map. I don't know. It might be close to that one, too. It's always a fun time going to a race, though, man. It's one thing seeing it on TV, but going and experiencing it and seeing the midway out front, and, you know, it's just it's crazy. Yeah, you if you've watched on TV, it's, like, one thing, but you realize how real it is when you're, like, the cars, the how loud they are and how fast they are. You get to see all that, and it, like, kind of shocks you for the yeah. first time. That, too, growing up going to Daytona, you used to be able to walk the fence. So when I brought my kids, like I got the ticket, we went in February for the qualifying and then we were going to the race in August. When we left that night, I bought tickets for August. Yep. And um, I'm like, you just wait until you're walking the fence and 40 cars blow by you at 190 miles an hour. It's like, you got to hold your hat. You got to make sure you're standing still. Mm-hmm. And, but I didn't realize that it was redone in 2011 because I didn't go to a race in, you know, 10 years. So when I went back, I, I noticed, I'm like, what's different? The backstretch seating was gone, and they redid the whole stands, which is great. There's escalators everywhere and everything else. Oh, the um, escalators in the stands? Oh, it's, the Daytona track is so nice now. I remember going when it was like floorboards, that there was cracks through, and troughs to use the restroom in, you know, and now it's like like five-star hotel compared to that. What are the seats like? Is it the benches or is it the single? Single seats, cup holders on both sides. That's nice. Yeah. Oh, it's, yeah, Daytona is a great track now. When I was a kid, it was one thing. And then coming back, it's like, wow, you got room. You can like stretch out. You're not jammed yeah. up on a little metal bench like you are in Miami. It's different. Yeah. New Hampshire, it's, you're like jammed in the bench. But Bristol, it's like benches, but... I think they sell every other seat kind of. So you have space on either side and then there's like walkways in front of you. So you don't have to tell people to get up and try to like shimmy through. Yeah. That's one thing at Daytona. There's no walking room. So if someone's trying to get to the middle, I always buy aisle seats because I have the kids. So when someone's trying to get to the middle, you have to stand up and let them walk by. That's the only downfall. But besides that, the whole experience is great. Yeah. I'll I'll go eventually. Definitely got it. 
you got to let me know when you do. I'll meet you up there. All right. That'll be cool. It was nice talking to you. If you ever want to come on again, just let me know. Yeah, man, it was great talking to you. And uh, I'll send you videos for every race I go to. And we'll keep in touch, my man. Have a good one. You too. Thank you. See ya. I hope you guys like talking to Ace and Mikey. Uh, I'll try to have new guests on every week. And if you want to um, come on, just let me know. I had a bunch of people interested in coming on, but unfortunately I can't have everyone come on. And then obviously you can drop a uh, message on anchor.fm slash Fence If you just want to say something quick, I'll share it on here and talk about it. But other than that, you can also reply to my Instagram. I always put a poll or a question on my story and ask what everyone thought of the race. But anyways, we're going to get into the first surprise move of the race. So it's definitely got to go to Stenhouse. Him and Larson were kind of locked up behind Logano. And they made a move to the inside. And then that's when all the chaos ensued. So it was an aggressive move. But that's where Sten- when Stenhouse had to go and get the lead sooner rather than later. And it was just the perfect move. That's what won him the race. So yeah, Stenhouse gets the first official first offense move of the race and it comes in the Daytona 500. Alright, moving on to the underdog of the race. Um, I don't want to give, you can't win the same thing. In the, You can't win two trophies in the same race. Obviously, it would go to Stenhouse again because I don't think a lot of people expected him to win the 500. But he is good at play races, so he was kind of a sleeper pick for sure. And a lot of people wrote him off, but he got it done. So since he can't win it again, it will go to Travis Pastrana. Never drove a cup car before, qualified in with the help of 2311. They had a really strong team form, and it was just, they fought all day. They battled back from two laps down, and it's crazy because he was in the pack racing, and he was pushing Bubba Wallace and Kyle Busch. He it would have taken a lot for him to get up there and win, but the fact that he was in that pack racing, who knows, there could have been, Stenhouse could have came up the track, took out everyone, and then Pastrana could have made it through and won that race. So it was pretty wild to see him up there. And it was just nice to see him get in a lot of interviews and stuff because he's one of the most enter- he was one of the most entertaining parts of the week. Every interview is funny, and just seeing how he processed everything and tried to figure out what to do how to work with the other drivers just all that was cool and even ran the truck race he looked good there no one would really work with him it seemed like no one really trusted him but he was aggressive and it would be awesome to see him run more truck races I would love to watch that I bet he could get a win or two every year I mean depending on how good he can get on the mile and a half and everything he scored some top tens when he raced previously so who knows but he was awesome to watch and he gets the underdog of the race all right guys now i want to go over the standings of the fantasy league real quick and only one person guessed on house that was team vernon too fast who was in first mike honcho is in second kyle bush show is in third dominic fourth these lug nuts fifth six we have winston cup series seventh that's me first offense eight is kevin lepage nine q413 10, 732 die cast and then dead last we have slide job three so yeah that's the standings not a single person got two top 10 so that just proves how crazy daytona is but team vernon too fast goes with stenhouse and he ends up picking the winner of the race that launches him to the top of the table but it's going to take be a long season and you're going to have to have consistent good picks in all the intermediates and everything but Getting a win on a super speedway is really good because these are the hardest races to predict. So if you get, if you predict this one right, then you're, it gives you some room to make a mistake here or there on an intermediate and still be the top of the table. All right. If you want to join, it's a $10 entry fee. You should probably join before Auto Club because you're already going to be in a decent, you're going to be in a really big points deficit already. So but if you really want to join, you can. It's driver group game, make an account, and then join the league. It's first offense. The ID is 2649. But anyways, I'll just go over the standings real quick every week and see who had some good picks. All right, moving on to Auto Club.
All right, so this is sadly going to be the last race at Auto Club of the in the two mile configuration. We talked a little bit about this with I think Ace, so you kind of already heard about this. But Xfinity and Cup cars go there. Xfinity Series race is Saturday at five o'clock. Practice and qualifying, if you want to watch that, is at twelve and twelve thirty. The Cup Series race is at three thirty, and then qualifying is the previous day, Saturday. 205 and 250 for practice and qualifying previous winner here we saw kyle larson win last year that was the first win of his season and i think he's going to be really strong again others to watch bush we know he's good here larson obviously and then tyler reddick led a ton of laps here but had some unfortunate things happen and took him out of the race and he had some other like he had a ton of issues but he seemed to be like the guy to beat um, so I think with Bush going into his car, the car should be fast and Bush is already going there. And then Reddick's already really good in the Toyotas. I expect to be pretty decent at these tracks again, if anything carried over from last year. And if the Toyotas are good, I think Truex and Hamlin are, could be guys to be Elliott seemed to be really fast. He was going for the lead late. And then I'm curious to see if the track house cars are fast again, Suarez. I think led some laps last year and he was at least up in the front contending for the win and then Jones was also really fast so maybe Petty brings something again all right my cup pick is Kyle Busch I think he's almost won the clash he almost won the Daytona 500 I think he's gonna win auto club depending on how RCR is I really have no idea what to expect I think the 18's really strong Reddick had just won Texas at the end of last year, so I think their intermediate style package should be good. So that's why I'm going with the eight. Xfinity Series, I'm going Cole Custer. He's won back-to-back -back here the last two years. I think he wins a third. Uh, he's He got demoted, so he's going to be racing with some fire, trying to prove how good he is. And yeah, I think he's going to win Auto Club, start the season off strong. But I wouldn't be surprised if Nemechek was up there. Maybe Josh Berry, some of that junior motorsports cars, but we'll start to learn who's got a good intermediate package at Auto Club. And then going to Vegas and Phoenix, we'll learn even more, see who's going to be good this year. All right. I think that's going to do it for this episode. You can follow me everywhere at First Offense. And I really like when people send me fan recorded videos. So if you have any videos from Daytona or you get any from Auto Club, send them to me. I'll post them on my Instagram and tag you. Alright, if you made it this far, thanks for listening. I hope you guys liked the episode. And I'll see you guys after Auto Club next week. Peace.